Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is the Capture the World podcast with your host, David Carmichael, and we have my homeboy, Damian Britt, a.k.a. Sko. Sko, hey, we in here. And uh, <laughs> today we have a special guest, a lovely lady by the name of Latifah Woodfield. Latifah, would you like to introduce yourself? Yes, I'm glad you said special because that I am. I just want to say, hey, everyone, I'm really happy cost. to be here. The question here. is detrimental, paralyzed in my thoughts, parasites well, in my stomach. Well, how you doing, Latifah? Nice to uh, welcome to the podcast. And, um, hey, man, so how much y'all did today? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, uh, that's right. Yeah, my day was good, man. Um, I had a normal day at work. Went to the gym. And, um, got caught in the rain on Unfortunately, it was raining like crazy earlier today, but um, you know, glad to be out of that and um, you know, ready to pod tonight. So um, let's just do a recap of the weekend. So I know we had the um, the BFS Balls for Scholars tournament um slash field day slash school supply drive. You know, so you know it turned out pretty good. Um, we had about six you know teams in the tournament. Um, we was able to have, you know, kids outside and, you know, playing games and getting school supplies and stuff like that. So how how do you feel about that? Yes, sir. It was an amazing event, an amazing experience. This was our third uh, tournament so far. And like everybody says, and for myself as well, like we're getting better and bigger each year. You know, the turnout is becoming great. And um, I really feel good that we're doing something very positive for the the community. I wish, you know. We have more, you know, come out to support. But, I mean, we all we need, we all we got. So, I mean, we just make it do what it do. Yeah, that's a fact, man. Um, it's, you know, it's the third year, and um, it's been a year since we actually been, you know, an official nonprofit. So, um, we had a lot of sponsors that was able to help out this year. Um, shout out to Walmart, um, the credit doctor of Virginia. By the lady of uh, Serena Mann has her own business doing that. Um, my homeboy, Willie Evans. I just met him a couple of weeks ago. He has his own thing called We Services. He was a sponsor. Food Line um, donated some um, food for us during the event. We had plenty of great vendors, um, volunteers. Um, we thank. I also want to thank New Produce Parks and Rec for donating the gym to us. Um, Achievable Dream Center. Achievable Dream Center. Thank you for the staff that was helping thank out. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm trying to think, make sure that was everybody I shouted out. Uh, shout out to Smackin' Plates. Smackin' Plates got some great and, food. And uh, shout out to Sweet Tooth Hawaiian Ice. Ice, right. Yes. And um, I think the homie Dwight had his people from his church camp come out. Oh, yeah, thank you. Bless, bless, blessings. And also uh, Jonesy Ware. Jonesy Ware was one of the vendors. Yes. Um, we had um, Choice Crafts, LLC. They do, like, you know, arts and crafts and stuff like that. Um, who else? Um, I believe that was everybody. Uh, yeah, I think we covered everybody. Oh, and also Spacewalk. They provided an inflatable um, thing for the kids to play on. Oh, yeah. Thank you. So, um, but yeah, man. So, that event turned out good. We plan on doing more events this year. We, like I said, we also need to have an episode with all the members and just discuss what we do. You know, we'll do it one day on one episode. Definitely. So. Uh, Latifah, you know, you had a first glimpse at our tournament. I did. I enjoyed myself. Me and my daughter was out there, and I think it was really good what you guys did. Um, I know I haven't attended anything like that in a long time. So just right. to have a lot of black males come together and give back to the community, especially the area of Newport News, I actually, I really enjoyed it. And um, I, I support you guys in any way I can. And, I, you know, it starts small, but like I had said, it was bigger than what I expected for it to be, like, that. not that many of you all. So you all are really big, 
bigger than what you think you are. So keep it going. Thank you, thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah, we trying to we trying to do big things. I appreciate the uh, support as well. Um, so yeah, so that was that was that event, and um, just want to do a couple of announcements. Of course, um, like you all know, like y'all all know, I have my own brand called Capture the World. It's a clothing line, and um, you know, basically the podcast is about my journey and my life for entrepreneurship, and just you know, talking about topics of business. And just, you know, social issues and social topics as well. And just want to give y'all a couple of um a couple of rundowns of what's coming up coming up later this month. So it's this fest called the EDL Fest. That stands for Everyday Dope Life. We're gonna be a um a vendor at this festival, Capture the World. It's gonna be on August twenty fifth, um, in Norfolk, Virginia. Um it's based like a an indie festival, what they call a hip hop carnival. And they're going to have performances by uh, Wale, Afro B, Quando, Rondo, Young Crazy. He's oh, a local artist up. here. Yeah, so it's going to be pretty dope, man. Crazy um, dying. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and they have, a, I think it's a lot of other local artists that's performing. And they're going to have um, a panel, actually, with um, Rob Hill Sr. Are y'all familiar with him? Y'all heard of him before? No, I'm not. No. Yeah, he's, like, somewhat famous. A lot of people know him. He does, like, he writes books and I guess an inspirational speaker and stuff like that. Okay, yeah, that's what's up. Sounds like a dope event. Yeah, so we're gonna be vending there, and um, that's like I said, that's gonna be on August twenty fifth in Norfolk, Virginia, based around the Norfolk Scope area, so the Scope Plaza from two to ten. So you can go on uh, Everyday Dope Life Instagram page, and I guess they have the link in the bio for you to buy tickets, or you can go to um, you can follow EDL Fest seven five seven on instagram and you can click on the link in their bio to purchase tickets and the tickets aren't that expensive i believe right now the general admission tickets are 35 and the vip ticket is 55 i don't know what the vip ticket includes i don't think you get to meet and greet wale but i mean i guess you know vip is vip VIP. yeah so you might get some extra stuff for that um but yeah y'all come out Come to my booth, man. Uh, I, I want to have a great thing in my booth. Because when I do my booths, I try not just do, like, a, just a table and a chair. I want to, like, I'm going to have, like, a tent and then have my clothes under the tent. Let's have some different stuff under there to make it kind of different from, you know, your normal Everybody vendor else, table. Yeah, yeah like, you got to make it stand like out. A, uh, like an interactive type of. Right. Yeah. Because, like, I had an idea when I went to something in the water that had the Timberland um, um booth. And they had, like, a big old Timberland booth. And I mean, it was something different. Like, I w- I'm not gonna do nothing like that, but right, I want to do yeah. something kind of similar to where yeah. it's like being more interactive than to just like just come buy my clothes from my uh, booth. Like, you know, just like basically having like an attention grabber right. towards. Yeah. yeah, I got you. And I don't know what that attention grabber is gonna be yet, but I'm looking, I'm looking to some things and try to, uh, you know, incorporate some new ideas with that. So that's that one. That's the one event that's coming up. Um, we also have another event. It is a fashion show. Um, it is called the first annual fashion show and gala hosted by We Services, which is the guy Willie Evans I was telling you all about earlier. Cool. And um, this is going to be, I'm going to be a vendor in this show as well. And I'm also going to be a designer and have the models on the runway. Um, it's going to be, the location is going to be in Hampton, Virginia, Sunday, September 1st. So the majority, the majority of us should have off Labor Day, which is the next day. Um, but it's going to be in Hampton, Virginia at the Hampton Mariana Marina Hotel rooftop. So it's going to be like a show on the rooftop. And then later that night, it's going to be like an all white party. You know Ooh. what I'm saying? So it's going to be pretty dope. So nice. 
the time is from two to five. Um, well, the registration is from twelve to two. Um, networking from five to six, and the national show I believe is supposed to be from two to five, and then later that night, starting at nine, I believe it's going to be the um, the all white party. So you can follow We Services on Instagram, and they have the link in their bio, or you can visit my website. I have the link for tickets in my bio as well. So that's a good thing for y'all to come out and you know enjoy that. It's going to be a um, you know, a real good event, and the thing behind it is it's not going to be like a normal runway, walking down the runway. The way they're going to have it set up is it's going to be like a, um, they have like different countries represented by the clothing line. So it's supposed to be like a some type of dance battle where they're like modeling clothes. It's, I don't know. It's, okay, okay. We're going to see. Like, it's so many ideas. I'm like, all right, I got to see it, it first. Can work. But, it can yeah, work. it can work. It's different. <laughs> like, you know, because a fashion show, you just think like you could traditional put on the clothes, go down the runway, take pictures, come back, you know what I'm saying? So, but I like how they have a different idea about the fashion show. So Trying to be innovative, more innovative. Got to be innovative. You yeah. got to find new ways to do the same thing, you know? So I'm, I'm looking forward to see how it's going to turn out. So I'm, I'm excited for that. Y'all come out and check out that show. Definitely. And um, so, yeah, that's, I'm all done with the, um, with the, uh, you know, new events. So basically the topic I wanted to talk about amongst you all um, you know, always trying to come up with a attention grabbing topic and it's just a healthy conversation that I feel like more of us should have amongst our people. Um, just the the lack of generational wealth amongst the black community. Um, I know for myself, you know, well, you know, especially like when we look at maybe other races, especially like the white race, you know, it seems like a lot of them or majority of them might have um <laughs> might have, you know, more um more access to different things yeah or their family might give them access to certain things growing up definitely compared to us that you know for myself um i can say the majority of us don't have wealth passed down from my parents so like for example for you know half my mom my dad um my dad was incarcerated when i was um two years old and he got out when i was uh 13 so just having that that's mass incarceration in general is one of the things that kind of, you know, hold us back from building wealth. Like, he didn't have those years to kind of, you know, if he, even if he wants to do it, he's missed out on those years. And then my mom, you know, she was a single parent before she got remarried, well, before she got married to my stepfather. And, um, you know, I can see, they, you know, they was able to provide for me, but wasn't, I can see they won't be able to probably pass nothing down to me once they you know, they're long gone, you right, know, God forbid, right. but it's just the reality of the situation. So, you know, I mean, what do you have to say about that? Um, I say as, uh, I would feel as if that, um, uh, when it comes to generational wealth, like it starts with, uh, how we first got here basically. And, um, right. with generational wealth, uh, all the, riches is in the land like ownership mm-hmm. of the land the resources and um the seaports and the different um plains of soil you know to be able to produce crops and everything and have properties that all started from there and um right. when it comes to us and generational wealth like we don't have that we were never we've never had like land for ourselves mm-hmm. when we did well we were supposed to get what 40 acres in a mule of course that never happened and right. the land that we did get from the government it was taken back and you know whenever we try to build you know it always gets taken away 
you can uh, use uh, what happened in Tulsa, Oklahoma, uh, as an example. Right. When we were thriving with uh, black businesses and black uh, hospitals and different entrepreneurs, and we had like our own, what was it called? Uh, was it Black Wall Street? Yes. Mm-hmm. Black Wall Street. Black Wall yeah. Street. And uh, we had that for ourselves. And what happened to that? You know, uh, a race that came and drop bombs and right, mass killing the sky, I and uh i think that was like the first uh bombing on american soil i believe or something something in that regards right but it's whenever we try to build for ourselves it's, it's uh being taken away on top of uh yeah just different multiple roadblocks i, I would say right. so how, how would you feel about that let's see yeah I, I agree with that uh, my perspective is always just on the um aspect of unity um you know in order for we, us to progress, we got to call ourselves out, too. So That's it's true. one thing we got to work on is just coming together. I know one thing that I always advocate for is just, um, you know, partnership and, uni- and unity amongst each other, even when it comes to man and woman. That's one thing I always vocalize. And this mm-hmm. economy is it's not meant for one person. It's not designed for you technically to be successful with, with yourself. Um, And that's where a lot of people have to realize these other races understand that, you know, you have more marriages, you have more partnerships amongst each other. And we just get we can't get together. It's getting better, but we can't get it together. Um, We're working on so many other things that we can't focus on really what's going to make us successful, what's going to make us wealthy. Um, And it starts with it Um, in the home, you know, building partnerships and also being knowledge about how what money is i can tell you honestly I, i'm just i'm still learning about money how to manage it. are we all like it's, it's all? sad i'm like i'm almost 30 years old and i'm still learning how to manage how to budget and just the thought of even trying to own my own anything it has just started coming to my brain and i've been around for a long time i've always been at first i was okay with just going to college and working for someone else for the rest of my life right. like at first that was okay which is crazy now but that's what we're taught too like yeah go to college and work for the man yeah yeah and, and that's life. how it's supposed to be and if you try to do anything other than that that's right. wrong why would you do that yeah why would you try to get your own you <laughs> right it's not gonna be successful you know right. what's the likelihood of that just so yeah it yeah it's, it's a lot of things that we definitely have to work on when it comes to that and just being able to also be comfortable with stepping into stepping out there and just um, starting that additional income. And right. not being able, uh, not being afraid to fail, you know, if something Ooh, yeah. doesn't work out as well. Yeah. And uh, I like w- how you brought up that, um, like, we're never really truly on one accord. Like, we're always battling against each other. And it's a, it creates a lose-lose instead of a win for us all. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So... Yeah, man. I mean, I know um, all those facts y'all stated was true. And it's um, I had looked up like some facts that relates to generational wealth and how far I won't say we're real, real far behind, but it just explains like the state that we're in. So I looked up some facts from AmericanProgress.org and um, it's a couple of facts. So basically the first one states that, you know, African-Americans own approximately one tenth of the wealth of white Americans in 2016, the median wealth for non-retired black households 25 years old and older was less than one-tenth that of um similarities situated white households and another one was the black white wealth gap has not recovered from the great recession in 2007 immediately before the great recession the median wealth of blacks was nearly 14 percent that of whites although black wealth increased at a faster rate than white wealth in 2016 blacks still owe less than 10 percent of whites wealth at a median 
at the median. Um, it's a lot of these. I ain't gonna read all of these though. Let me skip a couple of them. Um, Ameri- African Americans face systematic challenges in narrowing the wealth gap with whites. The wealth gap persists regardless of households, education, marital status, age, or income. For instance, the median wealth for black households with a college degree equal about 70% of the median wealth for white households without a college degree. The gap worsens as households grow older. In 2016, blacks between 50 and 65 old and near retirement had only about 10% of the wealth of whites in the same age group. This is down from approximately 24% gap in 1998 when the same groups of when the same groups of people were between 32 and 47 years old. Um, all right, this is the last one, Marie. Black households have more costly debt. In 2016, blacks with debt typically owe $35,560, less than 40% of the 93000 in debt owed by whites. However, because blacks owe large amounts in high interest debt, such as installment credit and student and car loans, the debt that they typically owe was more expensive. For example, blacks carry larger credit card balances than whites. And I might can say to add on to that, you know, as far as even if we was able to get loans for cars, houses, we typically get higher interest rates. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which makes it harder to pay your loans off. It makes you be more in debt. Which makes the problem of generational wealth even harder to yeah, overcome. Even worse. Yeah, definitely. So, it's a lot of things that we are so behind on this. And it just starts with history. Like, even slavery still affects us to this day. Yeah. Jim Crow. Um, the crack epidemic of the 80s. Like, it's so many different things that will happen. That's true. After the fact. And we're supposed to just, you know, be able to forget about it and move on. And, you know, we're supposed to not you know play victim and use that as an excuse and i i would say for myself i never use that as you know to be able to to play victim on but you know to it's better to know the past and my current history and to express it to others so we all know so we'll all be able to build from that you know so right i never wanted to be played a victim card or anything like that but more use it more as like fuel to be better right and do better right they have to realize that it wasn't that long ago. Like, when you're thinking about all the things that African-Americans have went through, you you know, we were removed from our land. We were put over here. We had new language. We have all these things that we mm-hmm. had to adapt to. Right. And then, you know, it doesn't even make sense for us to try to forget that. Because we're definitely seeing it in our history now when it comes to a lot of things. You, you can still see, and I think it's going to take a couple of more years, way more years. Way more years. Yeah, before we right. even start to see um, the change that we want to. And I will say, um, I have seen a lot of change within the last couple of years when it comes to um, a lot of black um, African-American people trying to start their own businesses. Like right now when I stroll on my Facebook, I love the fact that I'm seeing just people take that that big step and hey hey you know i'm starting my new business can you you know support me in doing this and i love to see that and we're starting to just step out of our comfort zone and just try something new but we right. still have some work we still have some work to do we still yeah, we do. do and um you know, to reflect on what you just said you know it's just we are very talented so it's like we shouldn't let um you know our circumstances to not let us showcase our talent and what we're good at definitely because uh you know being african-american like 
truth be told, like we're the trendsetters. Like everyone wants to be us. Like I, I mean, I don't wanna, I don't wanna sound like. I mean, the truth is the truth. Right, it's the truth. Just go ahead, lay it out there. It's the truth. I mean, we we don't make them try to follow us. We just that's who we are as people. Right. So, um, you know, but yeah, speaking on that, just you know. You know, like y'all was saying, try to support each other and just try to step out on faith and, um, you know, practice our talents and whatever you want to do in life, just try to do it. And support, you know, you don't always have to buy something for someone to show support. Like, you know, a simple share, you know, like or comment or just, you know, referral also helps because uh, in the process of trying to build businesses and generational wealth as well, like we will have to. As African-Americans, we will definitely have to make a strong push to invest in one another. And by investing, we have to buy from each other and have those dollars recycle in our community multiple times before it goes off into another racist uh, pocket, basically. Right. So, you know, that's that's one example right there that mm-hmm. I see. Yeah, and um, to reflect on on what you said as far as spending money on ourselves, you know, uh, we've always been so weird. Uh, um, we spend the most money out of everybody. Yes, we do. And um, yes. it was I think it's something I read on uh, it was like a LinkedIn um post somebody posted. We spend about like one point two trillion dollars, mm-hmm. but one point yep. two trillion. But we're the brokest race out of you know in the whole country. So how is that even possible that we spend so much, but we don't have that much. So, so it's going to uh, materialistic things that we really don't need, Balenciaga, Gucci, and all of that. Cars, expensive cars that break down and depreciate as soon as you drive it off the lot. Right. Then uh, we're supporting uh, other races that generally don't support us. So we're going to uh, the hair stores yeah. and we're going to, to the nail shop yeah. and we're going to the, the Chinese uh, food spots that's serving you who knows what. And then we, we're going to like Walmart and everywhere else to, you know, spend the rest of it instead of investing it within each other. But I don't I never understood why we like majority of blacks don't have their own nail shops or, um, you know, it's the place that we go to like the Koreans come down to open up mm-hmm. businesses in our neighborhoods, convenience stores, nail shops. Stuff like that, hair, hair, you know, places you get hair from and all that. So, from what I can see, and I may be wrong, but um, you know, other races they they come together and they put their money together yep. in order to open it up and start these businesses. So, uh, with our people, like we try to do it with one or two people, or just by ourselves, and it just typically doesn't work out because it hurts us. But if right. we were if we were able to come together like multiple parties and set up like these real estates and businesses and everything else we will build without it you know hurting us mm-hmm. so to say yeah that's true listen i love to keep my nails and toes on so i can definitely speak on that when you go <laughs> in that nail shop you see the whole family in there right from the grandma granddaddy the child the son they teach them <laughs> at like three years old uh-huh. how to make this money and what they need to do is reference to how to do these nails at a very young age and they just sit in the unit if the kids are not participating they're just sitting there watching how their family is dealing with the money, how they're managing, how they run the business at a very right. young age. And, you know, we, like you just said, we try to do everything on our own. And 
right now, I just don't think that we're in a position to do that. Not right now. Some people can. Right. But right now, we definitely can make more accomplishments with us just coming together. I know a lot of female, black females that do very good nails. But it's kind of hard to get that money for that business loan. Like we're just talking about. We're talking about student loans and all that stuff that you have. Right. So you're trying to get a business loan to start your own business when you can get with this other girl. And y'all can pay rent at a building for right now. And just get your clientele coming. There's different ways to do it. But if you're thinking, I'm just trying to get myself on top, mm-hmm. you, right. you're not going to. Yeah, right. you kind of got to. We got to build together for a little while until we can get to that point. Right. So, yeah. And then those same people live together, too. Like those Koreans live yeah. in the same crib. Yeah, that's another you know Yeah, They saying? saving money. They all in the same car. Same car. Everything. <laughs> everything. Like, even the Chinese spot around the corner from the crib, you know, like little boy, like 11 years old, he's always taking my order. Taking my order, go back to the table, do his homework at work, eat food at the at the <laughs> restaurant. So you're getting dinner there. It's just like, and by the time he get older, he gonna already know the game of just working. Yeah. Period. So he gonna have that mindset of like wants to work. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, you know, it's just a lot of things that we don't do too that we could probably blame ourselves for. Yeah. Added on to that's the um you know, the way that we've been treated over the years as well that kind of hurt hurt us over the years too. So. It's a lot, man. Um, so, you know, what do you, how much of the blame is it really on ourselves and how much of the blame is it really on just history itself? That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's, that's a good a, question. You know, because yeah. the stereotype is, you know, like, you know, niggas just lazy, black people lazy. They can't just get up on their butt and just do it. It's just, you know what I'm saying? If you mm. talk to somebody that don't really know the history, they'll just say, I was able to work hard for mine and yeah. make my family and get money. And how come y'all people can't do it? And I, and I wouldn't say don't know the history because now you know the history. So right. it's just all about choosing to be ignorant to the history to make excuses, you know? So I, I'll say this. They know a lot of people know the basic history of black people with slaves, mm-hmm. but I will say, just in having a conversation with other African-American people and people of other races, they don't understand the impact and how it has infected, infect, I mean, impacted us today. They, they don't right. see it. So right. when you're talking about, um, well, these black people were slaves and, you know, we, um, the African-American, the male was ripped away from the family. Okay, Facts. well, I'm not understanding how that hurt. It hurts a lot. Like, right. because now, you that was the start of single-parent homes. Mm-hmm. That was the start of African-American women feeling like, well, I don't have the black me. I could do it on my own. So, it's, it's right. the start of everything. So, then you have the viewpoint of, well, we're going to start separating them. Then you get you add in incarceration. My job deals thing. with it every day. I, already, I see every day how African-American people are at a disadvantage. When it comes to how the law view African-American men, they're at a disadvantage. Right. So even if they get out on their own and they try to do everything they want to do, how society views them, it automatically puts them about 20 steps behind. Right. And I promise on. you. And where do you work? What do you work again? I can't disclose where I work, oh, but I would say it's in law enforcement. It's in I law enforcement. You. So okay. I can't, um, you know, so I see every day these guys, you know, they, they did what they did. Either they may not have did. Everyone that's incarcerated doesn't mean that they actually did their crime. That's true. But, you know, they come out and we try to do as much as we can to set them up for success. Because people like myself, we understand. We understand your struggle. So we want to make sure we put you at a, you know, as, as best we can so you can move forward. But... When we get them out here in society and they're looking like, okay, for one, you did your crime, but then you're African-American. So then we already mm-hmm. scared of you. So, right. mm-hmm. I mean, you already, I mean, technically, we really can't do much for you now. Like, you know, you did what you did and they already just brushed them off to the side. So yeah. that's a disadvantage also. So it's like we already, it's like we're dealing with a lot of, 
a lot of things is held against us from slavery. It all starts from that. Right. And on top, my bad, but on top of slavery, you know, as you're speaking for the law enforcement side, like once as an African-American, once you get that little nick on your record, I'm not going to say it's impossible, but it's very hard for you to like come back and Mm -hmm. get back on your feet from that. I can speak for that for like first person experience, but like it is really tough because um, once people see that. They don't see you, you know, as a hardworking individual. They just see that and say, oh, no, like, this is not going to work. But if you were, uh, say, of a different race, you probably wouldn't even receive that charge. You would probably get uh, a simple community service cleaned up from time to time. And, you know, it wouldn't even affect your record. And even if you did have it on your record, uh, you tend to it tends to be looked past, you know, you know, it's always, I guess, knowing somebody to know somebody or whatever it is. But yeah, that's well, majority of the time they do know a lot of people in, in law enforcement that can get right. Involved. Yes, yeah. Because I heard I heard a lot of stories of people like you know white people in my job that they said they did some crazy stuff back in the day and they father or mother knew the local sheriff and right. Family. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? I hear I hear stories like that all the time. So so um um being in law enforcement, Latifa, uh, is it true that you can't get charges expunged in Virginia, or how does that work? Do yeah, it, it it's certain charges that you can, and usually we refer them to um an attorney to get that done because it it can be done on your own, but it's it's a lengthy process sometimes. So and it, and it takes money. But the, I want to dismiss the dismiss the myth that everything can be expunged off your record because that is not true. The Commonwealth of Virginia will not allow you to remove everything off. Okay, they still want to be able to see right. a little bit of what you have done. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> so it just depends on. I don't have the list right now of the um the various charges, but usually we just ask people to just go to an attorney and they'll tell you what charges or what convictions are able to get expunged off your record. But yeah, you know, I definitely say if you can try to get try to get that stuff off if you can. Right. The stuff that is able to get expunged off. But speaking of that, you know, I not to digress off the topic, but um, in reference to law enforcement, African-American people, too, you know, as we say, we need African-American people in all areas. You know, that's right. the only way we can help ourselves. And I know that's that true. was the main reason why I went into law enforcement. And a lot of people like, wait, girl, you're crazy. Why would you do that? Mm-hmm. You know, the police officers are against us and everything. Some are true. You know, all day. <laughs> but listen, some, some are, you know, it, it is true. But we have people like that in every organization across the world. It's not just law enforcement. That's true. So in order to help our people, we have to have people that reflect ourselves in those roles. And I like if, and I know for a fact that in my position, I definitely do utilize my position as much as possible to help people of color um, as much as I can. So you know those individuals that are out there saying, "Hey, you know, F twelve, we don't need to have any people that are doing." I mean, how else do you think we're supposed to help our people if we don't have people of color in these lawyer positions or in these judges positions right. or these police officer positions? So we need to be in every category in the law enforcement. We got to represent it all, all around. Yes, we have to and have to to start making progress. So yeah. I just had to edit in there. I appreciate that. Yeah, <laughs> no, nah, that was real informative. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're in the relating to what y'all was saying, like how, how I was saying my father was, um, you know, incarcerated, and even when he got out, I know it was, um, it was tough for him to get a job again and kind of get himself back together and kind of getting used to being a normal citizen. Mm-hmm. And you know, he ended up not trying to call him out. And I love my dad, but he. You know, got some more trouble over the years, and he was he tried to work, and it's just hard because he's so used to, because you know he used he used to hustle back in the day, and he you know that was the lifestyle he lived, and just knowing that he might can get you know something real quick if you do it a certain way, 
you get in trouble. And then once you keep getting in trouble, they kind of like keep bringing you back. But it's just already hard as it is to even make a living once you get out. It's just, it's real tough, man. Um, he's doing better now, but just relating to what y'all was saying, I can I saw it first saying like it's just real tough. Once you get that first strike, it's hard for you to you know to make it and and have a regular life. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I guess my next question is, you know, I was already saying who who was to blame, um, and but so basically, you know, what are the solutions like? One thing I was thinking, or one thing that we've been saying for a long time is, should we get reparations? Should the government give us reparations? Was that really a solution, or is there a certain way it should be done, or do you even think it should be done at all? Uh, I'll give my take first. So as far as uh, reparation goes, I feel as if uh, it shouldn't be like you know a, a check or monetary or anything like that. It should be money set into different programs i I think they're already like put, trying to put that in place but money's uh set into like different programs to help the inner communities and uh education for us and as well as um i would say providing it may be too late to like provide us like land and stuff like that but you know uh i would say I like no i mean because not to cut you off no nah, go ahead Cause the Native Americans got, they have land. But they, that was see that was way back then, you know. They got but now and everything, you know. Yeah, that was way back then, though. So like, you know, it's scared now because like America is just populated already. So right. it's gonna. First off, they're gonna like have a hard time. You know, they're gonna try to have a hard time to figure out how much they've profited off of slavery to prepare us with reparations within itself so they may take a while within mm-hmm. itself so um like i said uh different programs within the community and um land and uh i guess better like financial opportunities in regards to like credit and loans and right. you know xyz and uh, if they can wipe away the student debt, that uh, hello, that's all I was about to say. That's <laughs> yeah. all I need. That's all I need. Yeah. Give me that, right. please. Me that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'll follow. Um, listen, if you just take these student loans, I, I I'm not gonna call it even, but I, I start reconsidering some things. Okay, that's what they can do. They can wipe away <laughs> the African American debt, please. And we'll go from there. We'll take it from yeah, there. Yeah, I start. I start having conversations right, then. You, you know. Keys now. I'm down now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's all I have to say. Yeah, it's not the solution, but um, that would definitely be a start. Like you said, investing into programs, handling these student loans for your, you know, for your girl, and um, yeah. start <laughs> starting there. <laughs> so you, I mean, your boy Bernie was trying. Like we were saying last episode, your boy Bernie Sanders got a plan. He said he got a plan to wipe away student debt. <laughs> Hey, you I'm voting for him. <laughs> I was like, we voting for Bernie. You I'm know, for oh, it's looking pretty bright for I him. Think, yeah. oh, no. It seemed like we should have voted for him the first time. You know, he wasn't the actual candidate, the Democratic candidate, but he running again. So you know, it, we got a lot of candidates for the Democrats this year. But it's going, it's going to eventually, you know, get down to the last two or one person. Go Bernie. Uh, speaking <laughs> of, uh, I just wanted to add this in. So I was seeing something uh, where you know Trump imposed that tax cut. And basically, you know, it showed us Americans like getting a little bit more in our checks and uh, whatever the case was. But in return, when uh, I re- when it was time for our tax returns, uh, the middle class and lower class were paying more back to the government, right. while these big corporations and businesses were uh, getting like 
huge tax cuts. Like from what I saw from Amazon uh, on the news one time, they you don't pay taxes. They didn't pay any taxes, and mm-hmm. how you made all of that money, wow. but here you know we're getting taxed heavily. Trump don't pay taxes. Yeah, um, <laughs> he don't. <laughs> A lot of these big businesses don't pay no, taxes. No, no taxes, but I don't uh, know why. But you know the poor and the middle class. You know we thinking we getting a big refund check. You know we we've been holding on. Nah, fam, you not know, this time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Trying to pay. Thought it was. <laughs> thought thought we was gonna pay off this little debt or this little bill here, but end up not getting not only not getting anything back, but on on top of that. Oh right. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got way less than what I did a year before. You know, I had to pay like nine hundred. Mm. Oh lord, let them know. <laughs> Let's start a fund for uh, right, Damian right. Britt. Go fund me. I'm about to put the link up there <laughs> after this episode. <laughs> nah, I'm playing, but nah, that's but the start. Nah, you can do it. That's the start. Give it back right there. That's the start. Laying it out there. I'm gonna post a link on uh, if you follow Capture the World Apparel on Face on uh, Instagram. I'm gonna post a link on my bio so y'all look out for that. <laughs> <laughs> But nah, but nah, I agree with that, man. Um, it's just it's just stuff that's making us making it hard for us to even do what we want to do. And um, another thing that I kind of heard over the years was, you know, as far as black representation and you know we having figures that's, you know, wealthy wealthy black figures. Um, you know, people will say, well, you have a lot of famous wealthy black figures. You know, you got your your rappers, your singers, um, and the majority of them are actors. You know what I'm saying? They're basically in the entertainment industry. And, you know, we have only, we have a lot of billionaires, a lot of American billionaires. And from what, I might be wrong, but I think it's only, we only have three black billionaires. Shout out to Hove. Hove just became one. Jay-Z, shout out to him. My idol. Uh, <laughs> Oprah. We already knew Oprah was a billionaire. Michael Jordan, if y'all didn't know, he's a billionaire too because he owns the Charlotte Hornets. He actually is the only black owner in all four professional sports in America. Oh, wow. Wow. And I think it's another minority. He he owns the NFL team. I think he owns the Jacksonville Jaguars, but he's not black, but he is a minority. Mm. Um, so, but, so is your question is, uh, why don't they do more to help? Or Well, pe- that's not my, well people will say that. Like, yeah. I, I, well, you have all these people. They can be helping y'all. So um, to, uh, to add to that, um, people do say that. And I feel as if uh, most of them, they try, they do what they can to help. But at the same time, they keep it at a limit as well because they don't want to end up doing too much. And then it cuts off the ties of their income from uh, the people that provide them their income as well. So it's Mm -hmm. like they got to try to help, but they also got to, you know, you know, be aware of themselves as well, and right. it's, it's 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 crazy, but that's just how it is. So they have to safeguard themselves as well, because if they see if people see them doing too much, then uh, it's going to be like certain entities and powers trying to um, that's true. take them out, in a sense. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, and oh, I mean, yes, I'm just no, saying. Obviously, oh. I mean, like, definitely. That's true, that's, yeah. But because like you can, you could just see it. My bad, David. But you could just see it within, you know, our previous leaders. You know, mm-hmm. they weren't providing like any financial help, but they were trying to like break barriers and you know lead us to liberations. And each uh, powerful leader that we had, from Garvey to King yeah, and to Malcolm, and uh, it always some. 
some weird thing that happens and then you know you try to talk about it and discuss it and it's uh conspiracy you conspiracy theorists and all, all of that but it's just time after time after time after time you see yeah you see the same thing you see the same trend right and you know i mean let's talk about this our black figures in general as far as the wealthy ones you know it seems like how come it always has to be has to be through music or sports for you to get that wealth? Um, not trying to diminish their talents or anything, but you know we're we're just as talented. To, we could have created the next Facebook. We could have created. Yeah. We could have had a, on a Walmart. We could have had Disney. You know, but like I said, it all started all those companies like started way back then. They built it up years and years of years of um, reputation. And we just never had the opportunity to build something that big to last that long. Like we can start now, but it's still going to take time for it to get on the level of the businesses that we spend money on every day. So, I don't know, man. It's just, it's a lot. But I, I know it's just, it's more, we're more than just athletes and, and singers and rappers, you know. Um, and sometimes we think, you know, growing up in the hood, it seems like, you know, either you got to rap sing be an athlete or sell drugs to make it out the hood mm-hmm. you know you can't do nothing else you know it seems like you're you're considered whack if you try to do a different path you know what i'm saying so i mean it's, it's something that we can we can do better on um but it's just we always we always been at a disadvantage so they're trying to find ways to try to you know f- provide a solution to it and um I know one thing I read, they said, you know, one thing we might can um, we can do to improve that is to invest in real estate. And I think one of y'all have already um, discussed that. But it's just, you know, try to get our people to understand that don't be scared to put your money yeah. where your mouth is. And that can help you build more money because, you know, I know y'all might have been um, maybe not around gangs, but might have been knew, knew somebody that was in the gang or had a family mm-hmm. member that was in the gang and you know they're hanging out on the corner but we're claiming territory in places that we don't even own don't jay-z said right. jay-z said um you know i can't remember the actual lines he said but he was like you repping the block you don't even own you know what i'm saying buy your block buy those neighborhoods you claim you you repping mm-hmm. and own it you know white the white man laughing at you talking about you Oh, we rapping 35th and whatever street. The white man own those streets. So right. when you really own it, you're killing your brothers over a block you don't even own. It's, it's, and when you think about it, it's so, it's so stupid that you're actually living that lifestyle. But you can blame it on, you know, years and years and years of just, they might say, well, this is what we're, we've been raised into. So what else are you supposed to do? But that's what a white man wants you to think, too. You know, you can't do nothing about it. Just live in your situation. Just don't do nothing about it. Yeah, basically just uh, being programmed, I would say, mm-hmm. through high powers. Um, anything you want to add? No, I agree. I, I agree with that. I, I, know, I will say that, you know, the, the whole gang culture, um, I mean, there's a little bit more to that sometimes. Like I said, when you go back to the mass incarceration of black males, right. a lot of people go to gangs as their family. When you're mm-hmm. talking about low income and all that. There's a, a lot of kids out here that, you know, they may go to school. They're struggling to go to school. But when they come home, they really are about themselves. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. I, I got a reality check. I have. I remember individuals in high school, they going to work full time, still right. trying to go to school. And I'm just like, how in the world are you doing that? When they come home, they, they're taking care of the rent. 
mm-hmm. they taking care of the, the lights and everything. So I know a lot of people have referred to, you know, going to games and stuff as a form of protection and as them mm-hmm. having their family too. So, I mean, I like to brace the gang members too, you know, right. I like to, you know, I mean, you know, some, you know, everyone always have a reason why they do things. It's not always the right way, but right. Um, when you look into the reason why individuals do things and you, you know, you had a conversation, you're like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Well, let me just try to show you a different way. You know, because right. as human beings, one thing that I love about being human is that we naturally adapt to what we have to. That's mm-hmm. our survival skills. So, you know, the, the, you know, that's that's just that. But we, you know, like I always say, you know, it just starts with conversation, which is what we're doing now. And I think that's always a good thing. Right. Um, in reference to real estate, I, I can speak again. I, you know, I'm going to put myself out. Um, it's kind of hard. It, it was kind of hard to actually consider investing in something that I knew nothing about. You know, right. I, I didn't know. I'm just now learning because I'm in the process of trying to own my own home. How much it, you know, how much it takes, what what it is, like what you have to do, like is because it's just another a conversation that we have never had. I know from my family, I've seen people own homes, but in reference to, hey Latifah, you know, if you ever thinking about getting a home, this is what you have to do. Mm-hmm. This is what you, what you want to prepare for. This is what your credit score need to be. I'm just now learning that. I thought I mess everything up. So <laughs> it's like, <laughs> right. oh really? I should have thought about that then. You know, I should have waited before i took y'all this big student loan because let me let y'all know if y'all trying to get a house some student loans will hurt you mm-hmm. okay they, they it's, it's no way around it now so you right. know it's just actually learning it's, i think a lot of people are scared to invest their money in real estate because they really don't know what it is, know what it is. they don't yeah so and that's you know that's just having um you know secrets there's a lot of secrets that other people know that we never knew yeah and it's like families, your 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 mom and dad knew that, and their mom and dad told them certain things that we would never would know. Mm-hmm. You know, just it's a lot of information. I mean, we can look up a lot of information now. We're in the internet age, but it's just at the same time, you know, you can you might can tell people that information, but you might not grasp all of it at the same time. So that's we you know just try to uh, pass that information too. So whatever you learn, try to alert somebody else about right. it and they can keep spreading that information around and um just don't hold nothing back you know because sometimes i know us as people we might find out some information and we don't want to pass it down because we want to be the only ones that know or we feel like well we don't want them to get on because for some odd reason you just don't want them to, to know for some reason so let's try to inform everybody and just try to be educated as much as we can and just try to spread all the information that we learned to other people you know try to pull them up as, a, as we pull ourselves up so right and that definitely could be done you know you can you can pull yourself up and someone else along with you you know you can do it all at the same time right no crabs in the barrel right the time, right so um it's a lot but you know some other facts that i looked up um it's a it's a crazy fact that i've always heard about it said some people say 2050 some people well, this one said 2043 is when people of color will not be the minority anymore. Um, I guess there's a lot of interracial couples. Yeah, because America within itself is just a big melting pot. So right. eventually, mm-hmm. I mean, they're doing all they can as far as like population control and other things as preventatives from uh, certain races not being a minority. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, it's not but so much you can do until everybody brown. Right. <laughs> so they, they say around 2050, we all going to be... It's gonna be more brown people than white people, and but we will still not have more wealth than white Goodness people. Gracious. <laughs> it went for nothing, right? It, the, it said it, it says the the gap will be will be closer, but we will still not have more wealth than whites. And I don't want to make it seem like we're just trying to overthrow whites, but it's just 
trying to be equal in everything that everybody has. And I know it's not, it'll never truly be equal, but just almost a close or a little bit less than, like, because the, the wealth gap is just stupid right now. Right. So. And, you know, we all say we're all Americans, but, you know, we all don't really look at it like that because it's just certain things that you're brought up to that you're not going to have a, a fair a fair um, playing field. You know what I'm saying? Even though we're all Americans, you still not, you still don't have the same American experience as somebody else. So that's all we're trying to say is, you know, what can we do to improve ourselves and change these laws to help us have the same playing field as these other Americans that we all claim that we're all equal Americans. So, um, you know, hopefully that will change one day. And um, I, I feel like we're getting closer and closer to it. Like you were saying, you, Latifah, you were mm-hmm. saying you were seeing a lot of um, black businesses thriving. And um, I feel like it's a lot of us that's taking that step out on faith and want to start our own business. Because like I said, you know, we have a lot of talent. Um, we can have big businesses like these businesses that we, yeah. we spend our money on all the time. Um, but everything takes research. Everything takes, you know, voting. Um, even though I've, I've thought well, at one time that voting doesn't work, but it's a lot of ways you can vote, not just for the president, your local government. Mm-hmm. Just figure out what laws are actually hindering you from doing certain things. You'll be, you know, shocked to find out it's a lot of laws out there that might, you might not know about that because somebody voted for this person. It's, it's kind of, it might be holding you or your fellow man back from doing something. So that's researching and just trying to find ways to improve our situation. Um, but yeah, so I thought it was a real good conversation. What y'all think? It is. It's needed. Definitely. Re- definitely needed. And, um, you know, like I said, man, um, uh, we have a long way to, I won't say a long way to go. I feel like we're improving. Um, but I feel like, like I said, we're in the age that we're our generation and the generation before us. We're, I won't say we're smarter, but. It's a lot of things out there. It's just the technology age is just, I think it's really booming. And it's helping a lot of us to really, you know, do so. Even to start a business, because like I said, for my clothing line, you know, I use my phone for everything. Like, you know, I was able to have my own website, promote on social media. It's a lot of things that make it easier for you to start a business than it was a couple of years ago. Definitely. So, you know, so anything else you want to add to that? So um, the overall conversation? I mean, yeah, like you to add on, like we're becoming like we're I guess a smarter generation due to like te- technology being in a whole uh realm of technology. I, you know, they're having like public schools online now from what I'm seeing. So what? like mm-hmm. uh, um yeah, so I mean we're only going to get better from here. So I guess the main thing to emphasize on is uh, you know, sticking together being cohesive and being able to invest in another uh, one another's ideas and you know businesses as well and being able to just come together to be able to build and generate fine uh generational wealth for for our families right um and even when you get the generational wealth that you want to uh give to your family make sure that they're in a proper place to manage it well after that you're that you're gone because you know that's a super fact yeah a lot of the cases you know you're able to provide to your family but once you're gone uh they don't know how to handle it they don't know what to do so they everybody's just getting what they can and just losing everything and what you worked so hard to build is just gone in an instant 
Right. So that's all I gotta add. Yeah, I um, I add like a different perspective. Just I just encourage everyone just to learn about your history. When you learn about your history, you you gain a different type of confidence, and right. then you actually learn about your people and what your people. You know, what I'm saying what they, what drove them, what what they're meant to be, what what you know about their empowerment, their courage, and everything, and it makes you, it it motivates you to try to do something better, and then it also encourages you to help your other brother or sister also when you learn about your history, and then like I said, not in the aspect of how it's hindering you, but just learn about the the ways of being proud of being African American. I know that has pushed me in a different light, just reading about my history and learn about how things were back in Africa, how we were living, and when you learn that different um. That, that viewpoint it, it pushes you to try to get your own try to give back to your community try to give back to your people so right. you know in the free time pick up that book learn about your history learn about ways that you know we used to live and how we gave back to how we managed our money how we kept it in the family how we built our communities and things like that so how we kept everything in the village it's the same thing we just in a different we just on different land it's right. the same thing it's so we just got to get back to our roots and make sure everyone learn about that because you know we 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 trying to we're taking on a different culture, but it's okay. Right. But we need to get back to what we how how we were living. Right, and we definitely got to make the strides to push to for our own ownerships. You know, we have mm-hmm. to fight for what's ours. You know, I could say uh, in South Africa, uh, it's ten percent white and ninety percent black, but. The whites own ninety five percent of the land. That's crazy. Which is wow. crazy. They own all the uh, the coal mines and they own the fertile lands and they own the seaports, and they pushed all the African people to the unfertile, basically deserts, deserts, desert sand lands, mm-hmm. and they're living in like uh, they're living in like the containers you would see on the back of a uh, carrier truck. You know, right. it's, it's just it's just crazy just seeing that. So they're trying to conquer everything. Conquer, yeah, everything. Well, hmm, that's sad. Man, I didn't even know that, to be honest. Um, but yeah, let's try to take ownership of what of what we built. You know what I'm saying? Um, it happened so many years ago. You know, them coming to Africa and taking what we had, and you know, taking us right, <laughs> destroying our people, and um. But yeah, man. I mean, we can overcome that. And I feel like we've we've over we we're overcoming it one day at a time, and um, just gotta stick together and just like you said, read, know our mm-hmm. history, and just don't be afraid to you know find out what you can do to help help yourself. You know, it's not you can get out of your situation. We gotta make people believe they can get out of whatever situation mm-hmm. they're born into, and because some people might think, what's the point of me even trying to be successful? Because, you know, I'm going to still be looked at as a nigga. That's like what Kanye said. Well, even if you're in the band, you're still a nigga in the coop, you know. Mm. But it doesn't matter. Shout out to Ye. Shout out to They're still going to, even though he kind of crazy. But any of us. Have a podcast on that, okay? <laughs> that's that old Kanye, bro. That's that old Kanye. Lord, bro. He was, speaking, he was speaking that truth back then. But I won't listen. <laughs> but, you know, um, don't let don't let that... The, um, not let you want to do what you want to do despite who cares what people think who cares if, they, if you still look as the same person to them you know you want to be successful in your way so you can help yourself and help your family and let's help your people in general so i just want to say to everybody man you know to my black brothers and sisters you know if you have a dream um just pursue it and don't let nobody stop you from doing it and um and we can help you try to lift your dreams up and you should help us do the same thing. So I'm going to leave it at that. 
That's what's up. And uh, I like how Tifa brought up that, you know, we should take more time to invest in learning in our history. And, um, you know, uh, I feel as if, like, we need to, like, have more, like, general general studies within, you know, a group setting, you know, Mm -hmm. when it comes to that. Like, you know, it's, it's cool to learn on your own, but sometimes you get so much more in a group function, in a group setting, you know, in regards to learning, especially learning our history and culture here and also, you know, back over there in Africa as well. So, Right. But, yeah, that's what's up, man. Like I said, this was a great conversation. And Latifah, thank you for coming out. Thank you And for you're our first me. guest. So yes. We're, I'm we're, going down uh, in history. When y'all get <laughs> going big, down in history. history. <laughs> you know, we're going to be Latifah was our first guest. And this is something new that I started um well i'm about to say and i seem like it seems like every podcast has like a little ending question they might ask their guests or they might ask their viewers um so my question is capturing the world capture the world what do you plan on capturing the world in or how do you plan to capture the world like what is your plan i know you already explained what you do for a living Mm -hmm. but overall how do you plan on capturing the world well, what I do for a living is definitely not how I plan on capturing the world. I feel like initially it was. You right. know, I think I did my service in that area. But like I, I mentioned briefly, um, I just want to just work on social skills and interpersonal relationships. I think black people need to learn more about that. Right. Um, learn about marriage. Learn about building family. Learn about communication. So that is something I'm actually in school for that now. So that is something I'm actually working on, so. just trying to communi- you know, communicate and help everyone else learn you know, on maintaining family units and things of that sort. Because, you know, relationships are one of the most important things that, you know, impact our health and how we manage our day. So that's definitely how I plan on, you know, helping my community and giving back, just teaching them about relationships and personal skills. Well, that's what's up. That's dope. Yeah, and that's very important. Like, we'll love to have you back on a future episode to, you know, discuss some of those things as well. Uh Sure. So... That's what's up. So do you want to give any shout outs? You want to tell people your Instagram, where to follow you, or anything oh, yeah. like that? Oh, yeah. You know, a lot. It's your time to shine. Queen 90. Let me shout out to my brother, too. When we're talking about <laughs> generational wealth, my brother, um, Jabril Boykins, he actually in the process of starting his trucking company. He purchased his own truck probably like almost a okay. year ago now. Yeah. So when it comes to that, um, he's, he's actually trying to start that legacy for my family. So I just want to let him know that I see him working. You know, when you start your own business, it's, it's ups and it's downs. So um, it's definitely going to be worth it. So I see the drive that he's trying to put our family on and trying to get that money coming in. So I just wanted to shout out him and to, you know, everyone else, my uncles and everything, they have their own businesses. So I'm, I'm surrounded by, it. I just need to learn how to do it myself, right. you know? Yeah, so just shout there, out to yeah. them. Definitely shout out to them too. And, um, so yeah, anything else, uh, Sco, you want to add uh, on? No, that's it for me. Uh, great episode. I'm glad to have you here, Latifah. And, uh, I guess I will see y'all next time. All right. That's right. And, um, you want to tell them where you want to follow you too? I don't think we ever said our Instagram names. I feel like we, this is a fourth episode. We get people need to know where to find us at. Instagram at Esco E S C O the number <laughs> two Fresco Fresco F R E S C O. Okay, and um, you can follow me on my personal Instagram at the Carmichael Show underscore. And of course, I know my clothing brand is um Capture the World Apparel on Instagram. And, of course, Ballers for Scholars is just simply Ballers for Scholars on Instagram. So, y'all follow us on our social platforms. And, like I said, I thank y'all for all the viewers that have been viewing so far and been listening to us. I appreciate y'all. And you can check us out on um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, 
um, Podbean and YouTube as well. So we are all yes, over. covering all streaming platforms. All platforms. I try to get it on title. I don't know how to get it on title yet for we y'all title, title listeners. We come, but we coming, Jay. We coming for y'all. We coming, Jay. Hey, Jay, I'm gonna call Jay and ask him how to get that joint <laughs> on title because I don't know what to do how to do that joint. But it's coming soon, man. Like I said, appreciate all the viewers. And now I'm gonna leave it on this note. If you don't capture the world, then you'll be stuck in somebody else's. So, and we out. No, we out. This is David Carmichael, Latifah, and your boy Sco. Sco. We out. Peace. No doubt, you see these niggas tripping. Ego in charge of every move, he's a star. And we can't look away due to the days that he caught our hearts. He's falling apart, but we deny it. Justifying a half-assed shit he dropped, we always buy it. When he tell us he a genius, but it's clearer lately. It's been hard for him to look into the mirror lately. There was a time when this nigga was my hero, maybe. That's the reason why his fall from grace is hard to take. Cause I believed him when he said his shit was pure, ain't he? The type of nigga swear he real, but all around us fake. The women, the dick riders, you know the yes men. Nobody with the balls to say something to contest them. So he grows out of control. Until the person that he truly was all along is starting to show. Damn, wonder what happened. Maybe it's my fault for idolizing niggas based off the words they be rapping. When come to find out, these niggas don't even write they shit. Hear some new style bubbling up, then they bite this shit. Damn, that's what I get for lying to myself. Well, fuck it. What's more important is he's crying out for help. While the world's egging him on, I'm begging him to stop it. Playing his old shit, knowing he won't top it. False prophets. Somebody should have told me it would be like this. Be like this. Be like this. Somebody should have told me it would be like this. Be like this. False prophets. Somebody should have told me it would be like this. Be like this. Be like this. Somebody should have told me it would be like this. Yeah, false I got a homie, he a rapper, and he want to win bad. He want the fame, the acclaim, the respect that's been had by all the legends. So every time I see him, he's stressing. Talking about niggas, don't fuck with him. This shit is depressing, and I know he's so bitter, he can't see his own blessings. Goddamn, nigga. You too blind to see you got fans, nigga. And a platform to make a classic rap song to change a nigga's life. But you too anxious living life. Always worry about the critics who ain't never fucking did it. I write what's in my heart, don't give a fuck who fucking with it. But in a sense, I can relate. The need to be great turns into an obsession and keeps a nigga up late. Writing words, hoping people observe the dedication that stirs in you constantly. But intentions get blurred. Do I do it for the love of the music or is there more to me? Do I want these niggas to worship me? False prophets. Somebody should have told me it would be like this.